We continue our series on the book of Philippians. Uh, Lord willing, that will come to a close next week when I uh, officially say see you later. And we've spent a lot of time in Philippians, and we've had guest pastors come in and help us with that process, always focusing on its theme, living for Christ, or to live is Christ. And this morning we're going to be turning to Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. Now, I, I was preparing a message on, I think it was verse 7, where it says, be gentle, and, and I was working on that message for some time, but then after talking to a few people, they said, we would like to hear a message on Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9 before you leave. So, I've changed course, and we're going to go to Philippians 4, verses 8 through 9, and this is all about your mind and your way of thinking, because when you're a Christian, as Paul reminds us in Romans 12, there's a renewing of the mind that has to happen. Something happens, it's not in your heart, but also in your mind. We change the way we think. Our thoughts are transformed. Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9, Paul writes these words. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I moved here several years ago, I was told the first thing I should check when, once I, I bought a house was the water. Because supposedly there's not always a, a lot of good water every place around here, and in fact, how many of you have water purifiers or softeners in your home? Take a look for a moment. So I figured that's what I'm going to have to get as well, but I took a sample anyway. To, is that Posse's? Is that the name of the place? I took a sample there, and he says, Jim, where did you get this water from? Well, I said, Boston. He said, this water, it's the cleanest, purest water I have yet tested here. 100% pure. Sometimes some of you come to my home and you'll say, where's your water purifier? Where's your water softener? Don't need one. Everything is pure. So I don't need a filter for that. However, I began counting and preparing this message. All the filters I do have in my home. Can, can you list a few? What filters do you think I have in my home or garage? Air filter. In fact, I was shocked to find out when I wasn't getting the kind of air I wanted in my van, there were three air filters in there, one which I didn't know about. So that was taken care of. I have an air filter, another kind of filter in my home. Laundry, laundry thing, right? You've got to take the, flint, the, the lint out of there, else things aren't going to dry. My coffee filter, my, my tea bag filter. How about the vacuum? Weeks ago, when my wife was cleaning up some things and vacuuming, it's like it's not taking stuff in anymore. Well, the bag was full, and the filter had to be cleaned as well. Um, let's see. How about my computer? I think there's a filter on my computer. Or how about the furnace? Or how about the dehumidifier? Uh, I just began thinking. I didn't realize 
All these filters, and what's the purpose of having a filter in all of these places? What do filters do? Filters keep the bad stuff from coming in. If you have a filter, it's great. If you don't have a filter, you may have to wrestle with impurities to keep them from entering. In fact, how many of you have had something like this when you forgot to change a filter and you're wondering why it's not happening? Something's not working like it should be. Well, you take it out and you say, whoa, no wonder. And then for a lot of us, you either clean it or you put in a new one. In this passage this morning, Paul is talking about our minds. He's, he's talking about our thought process. He's talking about the way we think. We've been talking about to live as Christ, but a very important part of to living in Christ and for Christ starts up here. Your heart is one place, but to live as Christ has everything to do as well what's up in your mind. And without a mind filter, without a filter for, the, for how we think and what we think about, without such a filter, impurities, evil, sin, bad things can come in to your mind. And when you have bad things come into your mind, it shapes first your thinking negatively. It's going to shape how you think. And why is, it, why is that so important to hear this? Because once you are shaped to think in a certain way, it's going to shape you into acting a certain way. Paul knew that right thinking leads to right living. Do you believe that? Do you realize it's true? Right thinking leads to right living. If you think right, you'll live right as a Christian. If you don't think right, you won't be able to put that into practice. It's so important to have a mind filter. I never really talked about way of thinking or a mind as a need of a filter before, but I, I think that makes good sense because that's really what Paul is getting after here. If you want to live a Christ-like life, if you want to think right to live right, it's important to have a mind filter. You need to filter your thoughts one by one. In fact, Paul warns us elsewhere as he wrote to the church in Corinth, he says you should take every thought captive. Now, that's kind of hard to believe because if, if the math is right for whoever counted, I'm told that there are 70,000 thoughts that go through our mind in a given day. 70, don't try counting them tomorrow. 70,000 thoughts, and you have to take each one of those captive, Paul says, and to use something as a filter to make sure that your thought process is correct. Because once you have the right filter... It's going to keep impure things from coming into your mind. Now, Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9 gives us a beautiful mind filter. Now, you can't necessarily ask these, these six questions every time a thought comes into your mind. But you should have some kind of filter. And I really I appreciate what Paul is writing here because he says, listen, if you want to have right thinking, before you allow a thought to find a home in your mind, these are questions that you should ask. Right thinking or wrong thinking? And I'm going to just quickly list these six, not get any, any, any depth into any of them, but, but this is a kind of filter that will help you do to right thinking. First of all, he says, 
when you have a thought enter in your mind, ask, is it true? Now, why would he say that? Is it true? That's because our minds, because of satanic influences in this world, get so filled with lies, one lie after another. And you begin to question what you know that truth is because of these lies. Uh, you only live once kind of lie. He who has the most toys wins kind of lie. Think only of yourself. You're the most important person in the world. Don't think so, so much of others. Lie after lie after lie after lie. Paul says, listen, when, when that thought comes into your mind, are you thinking what is true? Every thought you have, you need to go to the source of truth to determine whether it's true. And, and what do you think that source of truth is? In the Bible, right? You want, you want to filter whether something is true or not? You always ask, what does the word of God say? Is this, a, is this thing true or is it false? Is it a lie or is it... Always understand. This is why you get into the Word. This is why you get into Bible studies and read personally your Bible. You want to know what truth is. And if you have a good grasp of the Scriptures, you will have a good grasp of what truth is. Is this thought true? Is this thought noble? The thought that enters your mind is either going to be an honorable thought or a dishonorable thought. One or the other. Sometimes in the military, when you're not acting in the way that you, you should be, they have what's called, what, a dishonorable discharge? Whenever a thought enters your mind and you're wondering whether or not it's noble, you have to say, look, is it noble according to the scriptures? And if not, you have to give that thought a dishonorable discharge. Right? Get out of here. It's not the kind of thought... It's going to enter your mind, right? The thought's going to enter your mind, but it's not going to find a home in my mind. Is this thought right? It's pretty black and white. You know, Paul talks about there are either right thoughts or there are wrong thoughts. You, you can't have anything in between. Yes or no. Again, what do the scriptures say? Is it a right thought or is it a wrong thought? If it's a wrong thought, you're dismissed. Not allowed to find a home in my mind. Is this thought pure? Or how many times? And I work, I've worked with so many men with this. How many times you have an impure thought come into your mind because of something you're looking at, because of a person you're looking at, and you begin to dwell on that person in your mind. And, and uh, immoral thoughts, even lustful thoughts, can come into your mind. You can't keep them from entering, but you can keep them from staying there. Impure, immoral thoughts. If they're unclean, if they're dirty, if they're unwholesome, get lost. You, may, you have a decision to make every time when that kind of thought enters your mind. And before it finds a home, you've got to have the courage to say, Get out of here. Is this thought lovely? Whatever is lovely, he says. Is the thought appealing? Uh, is the thought pleasing to God? Is this an attractive thought? You ever think of your thinking that way? Is this thought an attractive thought? If it's an ugly thought, if it's a hideous thought, if it's a repulsive thought, you have to let it go. 
before it finds a home in your mind. Is this thought admirable? Whatever is admirable, is it respectful? Does it, does it draw admiration or not? If it doesn't, if it's disrespectful, give it its walking papers. Let's understand what, what Paul is saying here in this kind of a sense. You have some power in your mind, in yourself, with the Holy Spirit's assistance to say, look, whenever a thought comes into your mind, I have this, this, this mindset here, this filter that I have, these six things, they're kind of all interrelated, and yet they're all a little bit different. I need to apply that to every thought. That's just part of being a Christian. And isn't it true, if you don't have a filter, just little by little you begin to allow certain things to stay in your mind that should not be in your mind. You know that, I know that, I've done that, you've done that. Thoughts that you know have no place there. Problem is, they become so pleasurable. And you want, you want to just dwell on them. And when you find the longer you dwell on them, the more it becomes an issue of your turning to practice them. Because eventually what you think about all the time is what you're going to do. Right thinking leads to right living. Wrong thinking leads to wrong living. Now, Paul gives us these six things, but then he says it's like, well, I don't want to kind of miss anything, so we kind of have this, this all-in-one. Let's put these all together. He says, look at all such thoughts need to be excellent, thoughts of excellence, of the highest moral quality. All such thoughts, he says, need to be praiseworthy or worthy of praise. He says, you want to know what to think about it, Christian? You think about these things. And if it doesn't, if it isn't filtered in the right way and you begin to dwell and continue to think on them, it is going to hurt you desperately. Now he says, once you have that way of thinking, notice he says then, what does he say? Now put it into practice. Right thinking leads to right living. If you're thinking right, you're going to live right. If you don't think right, you're not going to live right. Think about that. It just, just makes sense, doesn't it? You know that. Before doing something, you've got to think about doing it. And there are many people, who gets in, who, including all of us, who get in trouble because you didn't have a guard on your thinking. You didn't have a filter in place. And it's become so embedded in your mind, you now begin doing things that you know are wrong. You put it into practice. And that's why the, the mind, Paul says, is, is so important. He says, listen, you think like that, and the God of peace will be with you. This is in that section of Philippians where he just said a few verses earlier, remember the peace of God will do the following, it will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. He says, listen, if you think properly, you also have God in Christ working in your mind, and he's going to be a guard in your mind. He's going to be guarding your thought process. He doesn't want those thoughts to become a home in your mind as well. This is the big thing. You can't stop things from entering your mind. You can't stop them from staying in your mind. The problem is we jump from here to here so quickly because we enjoy those thoughts too much. Isn't it true? Even though we know it's wrong. Right thinking, right living. 70,000 thoughts a day, I'm told. I, didn't, I don't know who counted them. Who counts them? Somebody must have. 70,000 thoughts a day you have to decipher and to determine is it a godly thought or an ungodly thought. Now let's, let's just, let's be honest this morning. 
You cannot stop lies from coming into your mind. As long as there is Satan, the father of lies, wrong thoughts are going to come into your mind. You cannot stop dishonorable thoughts from coming into your mind. You cannot stop wrong thoughts from coming into your mind. You cannot stop impure thoughts from coming into your mind. You cannot stop ugly or disrespectful thoughts from entering your mind. You can't stop any of that from entering your mind. But what you can stop is to keep them in your mind. You can stop them from finding a home. And really this comes down to paid attention to how you're living and what you do. What you watch, huh? What you, what you listen to, what you look at on, on your cell phone, your, your computer, magazines, what you read. Not only what you listen to, but who you listen to. Who's the person of influence in your life? What you watch, what you read, what you listen to is going to shake your thinking. And when, you're when your thinking is shaped negatively, it will shape your living negatively. got to choose wisely. Every day is a, is a day of decision regarding what you're thinking about. And parents, may I say this morning, having gone through the parenting stage, but still parenting even though they're 30 and beyond, now it's, now it's shaping the minds of grandchildren, our six, our, our six grandchildren to five and below. We want to help shape their way of thinking and, and what we read to them and how they, their mind is being shaped as well. Parents, pay attention to what your children are watching, to what your children are listening to, and pay attention to who they are listening to. That's why, that's why my parents sent me to a Christian school. They want, they, they took that, that, you know, the, the school, church, and home thing all together because they want to do everything in their power to get, to shape my way of thinking, and I'm eternally grateful for that. You take whatever opportunities are available to do that. I think what, what Paul is really calling the church in Philippi and our church this morning to do is simply this. He says, look, if you don't have a filter in your mind, Philippians 4, 8, 9 is a good filter to apply. If you don't have a filter, put it on your, memorize these verses. They're, they're easy to memorize. Or put it on your refrigerator door someplace that you see it daily. What's a, whatever, 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 whatever. Think about these things. Whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy. This is how you should shape your thinking. Every single day. And if you need a mind filter, Philippians 4 verses 8 and 8 is a really good mind filter. For some of us maybe this morning, and some repentance may be needed. Um, it's a matter of maybe checking that mind filter that you have. Maybe it's got a little dusty. And maybe it needs a good cleaning. Not so much changing it completely as we saw in the, in the picture earlier. But every once in a while, it's good to step back and, and to get close with God, praying to God, and say, Lord, what's in my mind that has to go? And I know the problem is that I don't have the proper filter in place. As, as you seek to live for Christ, take one step back and to say, okay, the important part of living for Christ is how my thinking is shaped. And I'm going to take Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9, and that's going to be my mind's filter. I'm going to fail God from time to time. But i got to keep that, that filter out in front of me because I know how much trouble I get into 
when I don't watch what goes into my mind. God says he's going to help you guard it. He's going to guard your mind in Christ Jesus, but you need to cooperate so that you can live the kind of life that he wants you to live. Obtaining such a mindset, which is the mindset of Christ, is a mindset that's going to have you live for Christ each and every single day. Go home and check your filters and go home and check your mind filter as well and live as Christ would want you to live. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you. We know the psalmist says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there's an offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Father, this is our prayer this morning. Purify our hearts. Purify our minds. Let it be its gold and, and precious silver. Purify our hearts, Lord. Purify our minds. Let it be as gold, pure gold. Refiner's fire. Do your work in us, O Holy Spirit. Our hearts and minds desire is to be holy, set apart for you, O Lord. Set apart. prayer. Stand with us as we close our time together.
Maybe you're listening this morning either here or, or online and you're one of those people who wasn't really brought up in a Christian home, but God has been getting your attention. Or maybe you were brought up in a Christian home, but you too are in need of rescue. We have a God who is so gracious, a God who is so long-suffering. Even though we may turn on him, he does not turn on those who belong to him. And if that's you and, and you want to get your life in order, uh, we'll have a prayer leader here this morning. You can, um, uh, she'll bring you into the presence of God and, say, uh, and then help you in steps of, of getting your life together. You can't do it on your own. You need the Holy Spirit to convict you so that your right thinking can become right actions and live a life for Christ. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious throne without fault and great joy, dear only God, be power and glory forever and ever. Go in peace. Join me in saying, amen. amen.